Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is another creator-owned spotlight, and today we're going to be talking about a campaign that's currently active on Zoom. It's called Corner Man, and I have the creative team here joining me, uh, writer-artist Ray Anthony Height and co-writer and editor Chris Robinson. Guys, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having us, Chase. Yeah, Thank really, you, uh, really appreciate the time. Corner Man looks fantastic, uh, both both art and an intriguing story. So uh, since Chris is the editor, we're going to put him on the hot spot and have yes, him give do us kind of the, the elevator pitch. Uh, and if he leaves anything out, then you get to play editor on his uh, elevator pitch, Ray, and, and tell us what he missed. So, uh, so Chris, take it away. What's uh, Corner Man all about? Corner Man is all about the guy behind the guy. So we all know superheroes get powers and, uh, you know, they immediately jump into these fighting situations. But like, just because you get superpowers doesn't mean you know how to fight. It's, it's throwing a punch is much different than, you know, having heat vision, right? So uh, we, you know, Ray and I always talk about like, oh, who, you know, where do these guys learn to fight? Who, you know, and that's where the idea of corner man, Jason Drexler, the main character comes from. He is the guy who has been, he's world's greatest martial artist. That's his power, knowing, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of martial arts styles and, and um, uh, you know, from all over the globe. Uh, and so he goes out there and doesn't want to be, you know, he wants to be proactive and help, uh, you know, move, move, uh, move people forward, but he doesn't want to be the guy in the spotlight doing the stuff. So he's uh, resigned himself to training, you know, the government's, you know, take, you know, Justice League Avengers who, you know, that, that, that type of thing. And so they learn from him. Uh, and they, oh, and they just think of him as, you know, their trainer, you know, he's, he's just their coach, right? Uh, until one day, all those guys that he trained uh, go missing. And so now the, uh, the, the government is like, oh my God, what do we do? <laughs> so they turned to, so they turned to Drex and they say, hey, we need you to go out in the field. The one thing you told us you would never do. Uh, and he uh, refuses, of course. Uh, but then they say, hey, uh, you're definitely going to want to go out there and save these guys because not only are they your, your former, former pupils, but one of them is your sister. Uh, and so, boom, the story starts. We're off to the races. That's a pretty good job, Ray Anthony. What do you think? You think he's done? I think it's a well? great job. I mean, that's that's it. I'm ready to actually read this story right now. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you had, yeah, you, you, you definitely had one great line in there, too, Chris. You said it's about the guy behind the guy. I love that. Yeah. That's a great tagline. Um, and and you can speak to this, Ray Anthony, and then we'll get back into the story a little more. But that's a great way to sum up, you know, anybody who works in the comics field in, in terms of being an artist. And you need those your, your family and your loved ones and your friends to support you. Yes. Um, and I know that, you, you know, your family does that for you. But I can think of people like, you know, uh, Todd Knox's wife, Dawn, you know, yes. she's kind of the guy behind the guy. You know, obviously oh, I've never awesome. called Dawn a guy because, you know, she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a bit of a, a metaphor. It's a bit of something you you have in common with this character you've you've created. I mean, you can't work in a in a creative field, especially as freelance, without having a guy behind the guy, right? Yes, this is very very true. And I, I love that you 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 mentioned uh, Todd and Dawn, who are great family friends for many many years. Um, and most of my friends in this industry are uh, are married, and uh, you know, like. Um, uh, Lisa and Mark Brooks. Yep. That's you know? another great example. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Mark wouldn't be where he is without Lisa. That is for sure. So, um, you know, 
I, I like to read those comics too. Like even my wife, my wife was like, all of these uh, uh, comic creator wives should have a panel at a con and just talk about basically what it is to, to be the person behind, you know, this comic creator. Uh, and I was like, that's a great panel. I said a couple of, um, you know, conventions that I'd gone to, I talked to the, the runners and they were like, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> like, yeah, I hundred percent you know. would go to that panel just to support it. Cause yeah, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. There's so many, we don't, I don't want to start naming them off cause we'll forget people, but, but well, right. exactly. yeah. Uh, I'm sure that wasn't um, in your mind when you thought about creating this story about the guy behind the guy, but, but tell us a little bit about coming up with the idea and was it yours originally? And then you <clears throat> kind of ran it by Chris or did you guys uh, come up with it together? G- give us kind of the, the initial seed. Well, the full, I would say the full scope came when Chris came on board. What I had was more of a question. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I'm every, like you read an Avengers comic or you read uh, a Justice League comic. Um, although I will say DC does a little bit better of a job uh, at at uh, exploring mentors, Marvel does pretty well with like with someone like Stick. Like Stick needs his own comic, right? Because I want to know, you know, where's his background. They touch on it from here, uh, here and there, but the you know the Shadow Masters, I think, is, is, is that over there? Yeah, that's so. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought, okay, so we're looking at the Avengers, and every scene in the Avengers where they're training, Cap is the trainer but he's also in the field. So, and then you start thinking, you know, you have this list and I have this giant book of Marvel Universe and it shows all these people who are trained in these different martial arts. I never see who actually trains these people. You know what I mean? Like, where are they getting this training? You know, it's, and I I first thought, is it like when they go to the toilet? Like clearly, (laughs) (laughs) clearly they're going to the toilet off stage, right? Like, but nobody needs to see that. There's not a comic about that. But, But I would like to know because uh, there's there's a character at, well you know what Jace is the first time in all the interviews Chris and I've done that I actually um, remembered the piece of the seed uh, to get me to this there's a character called the foreigner so there's always this list oh, yeah. of who the greatest martial artists are in DC and, Marsh, uh, and, uh, and Marvel the foreigner was one of those characters that was so amazing he created his own martial arts like that's usually the next level. Like you have your, you design your own thing. You know, uh, we have Shang-Chi and we have um, Iron Fist and, you know, and we know what those characters are capable capable of doing. Um, but again, only recently did we get to see how uh, Danny Rand trained. And I'm thinking Mortal Iron Fist, we saw that. Um, but for many, many years, he was just this badass on the street. So anyway, long story short, that was the idea. Like, who's training all these superheroes, you know, and, um, and it kind of stuck, you know, who trained cap. So then I talked to Chris over Korean barbecue and uh, we were doing, (laughs) we were uh, discussing another story, but then when Zoop got involved and I wanted to do something cool and catchy and fun, I thought, you know what, Chris, let's hold on off on the other one and let's do this one. And I told him, I was like, you know, here's corner man. Who's the guy who trains all the superheroes? Like you don't, it doesn't come with a, a manual, not like um, Amer- the greatest American hero. And he right. lost that manual. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, here's this guy who's training and he's training all these different characters with powers, you know, uh, telepathy or whatever it is. But let's train you how to use your body um, in concert 
with your powers also to, you know, because let's say you lose your powers. Supervillains always find ways to stop your powers from working. Yep. Yeah, and so. it's true because I think a lot of times people just want to cut the corner. They get the power on one page and the next page they're in costume and they're fighting already. And it's like, wait, how did that happen? It's not uh, so engraved. But you're right. I think DC does do a little bit of a better job, certainly the Bat family and, and whatnot. But Exactly. Uh, they have a whole yeah. line of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but the other aspect of this is is it's not just a story about the guy behind the guy, because that's interesting enough. Then you guys decided to take it one step further, right, Chris? Like, okay, he's always been the, the trainer and, and the coach. And, and you know, for, for whatever reasons, I'm sure you guys may explore that um, in terms of why didn't he want to be out there on the front lines. And now, you know, here he's been uh, training his uh, sister or, you know, um, sacrificing for her, uh, as we read on the zoo page, so that she doesn't have to make a living with her fist the way he sort of has to make sure she gets a good education and, you know, grad school or whatnot. And then come to find out <laughs> she's been going out. Maybe it's in the jeans, right? She's been going out behind his back. Um, yeah. And that really forces him to get off the sidelines. Um, and I'm wondering about that evolution, right? Like giving us some hints about, you know, ultimately why he decided to be the guy behind the guy and then being forced to kind of confront that because someone he loved is in danger and, and what mm -hmm. that character journey might, uh, might be about. Can you talk a little bit about that, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it goes back to what Ray was talking about this, the mentorship relationship, you know, passing down what you know to others is a form of giving back, you know, uh, it's a, it's a form of, of, uh, spreading your history, spreading, um, you know, who you are, other, the, the people who follow you become a little bit of who you are too, you know? Um, so that's something that we're going to see in, you know, in Drex's relationship with his sister, Andrea, we're going to see it, uh, reflected in flashbacks to Drex's relationship with his master. Because that's, you know, the, 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 the way it trickles down uh, is very important uh, in, in, that, in, that, uh, in that way. Um, and then we'll see how he interacts with, uh, you know, these students he's picked up over the years, you know, heroes who, who are now working for the government, um, you know, and they have a very different relationship. So it's, 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 almost, it's almost familial in a way, you know, you, there's different types of families, found families, all that. And that is uh, reflected in, in what it, what, when, you, when you're, uh, you know, apprenticing in a, in a martial art, you know? Yeah, and I'm glad you, you used that word family there because that's what, what I was going to ask Ray next is, uh, I know how much, how important family is to you, Ray. You're, you're very much a, a family-centric guy. Um, and so that's really what we're talking about. You know, like, like Chris said, found families. Sometimes, you know, your friends are the family you choose rather than the family that you, you know, born into. You may not have that much in common with somebody that, you know, you're, you're blood related to, but, you know, your friends yes. share your interests and share your values. Um, so that's something I think that, that always comes through uh, in your work when you're, when you're writing. So I'm sure that's going to be an aspect of the story as well, right? Definitely. Um, as uh, Chris and I uh, were talking before and kind of alluded to right now, like Drex is, is in his fifties, um, early fifties, and you have to think, you know, when you get into a, uh, well, yeah, I, you know, studied martial arts when I was younger too. And, and it becomes 
some some of your your teachers become uh, father figures. That's part of mentorship, you know, and uh, you're guiding them not just uh, you know in in this physical way, but in a spiritual way, in the way to think. Um, you're protecting them uh, in all these different ways, and that uh, for Drex, he touches all these different lives, and you know he might be uh, the trainer for all these heroes. But, excuse me, he's a man in his 50s who has, let's say, reached a certain level in his early 20s. And he has touched a lot of uh, lives in that time. So some of them aren't heroes. Some of his students aren't even heroes. They're just regular people that are just living their lives that he has touched. So uh, he's he's affected lives in, in a way. And they see him as a family, father figure, a big brother, uncle, whatever. So this is the way he gives back. This is the way he sees that he has this gift that he can impart to others, which is what we do. It's about legacy, right? And it's, and it's about pulling out the best in other people so they can do the same thing to the next generation. So right, that, I'm going yeah. to say something here, and I don't want you guys to necessarily let me know if I'm right. I'm just speculating. <laughs> we don't want to spoil. We want people to pick up the book for themselves. But what I'm hearing as you're talking, Ray, is, is here's this guy who didn't want to be a hero in terms of, you know, out there, a public figure, superhero, whatever. But in a way, he's always been a hero, touching mm. lives and helping people be better. So I, I, I think we'll probably get some of that in there, but we'll, you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to stop everybody. Uh, what, I, what I do want to do, though, is I, I want to uh, shift gears here and talk a little bit about the, the visuals, right? So, Ray, you, you know, you're, you're a very talented artist. You're, you're obviously you're also co-writing this with, with Chris and you've, uh, you've written before Midnight Tiger, I think, uh, is your property over at uh, Action Labs. Um, so talk a little bit uh, to us about developing the idea narratively as well as visually with character design. Do you work on the world building first and kind of establish who the characters are and then go to the drawing table and, and flesh out? Or do you do them simultaneously or do you come up with the look first? What's your process? Um it's kind of a mixed bag. It depends, uh, you know, like with Cornerman, the idea actually came first before uh, Drex was even a, a, a real person. Well, yes and no. The idea came first, but I was inspired by someone like Michael Jai White. Who, okay. That's who Drex is, is, is kind of inspired by. Um, because in a way, uh, Michael does something similar, you know, uh, in his life. If you go to his Instagram He's, he's just a, a crazy, like, giving person, <laughs> you know, and just cool. And he is so himself at all times. And but he is, in all for all intents and purposes, a real badass. Right. And and uh, it is incredible to see that these people, you know, just kind of exist. Um, so that the two I, the two things, that inspiration and the question merged uh and and that's where that actually started um but when i create sometimes the character just talks to me and i i'm one of those creators that it's all about character you know i'll I'll follow a character before i follow a story you know and i when i talk to other people other creators i say you know you can put wolverine uh superman sam winchester uh all in the same situation and they will all do something completely different because you know that character right you yeah. know what they're going to do it doesn't even matter what world they're on so in the world of corner man 
the world itself, it's a martial arts world, it's a, but it's a, let's, let's call it like elite level, uh, uh, super spiritual level of the martial arts world, a la like a Dragon Ball or, you know, that manga influence where there's some type of mysticism uh, that's part of it. So I combined all those different things. Chris and I talked about it. We both love the same kind of stuff. So it's super easy. Uh, and we just vibe back and forth. Like there was things he came up with where I was stuck on uh, Andrea, you know, Drex's sister. And that's all Chris, you know. Chris came came with that. And of course that adds to the world. And the more characters you build, uh, it just keeps spreading out and bigger and bigger. And those ideas vibe off of those ideas. And before you know it, your world becomes more and more clear. Yeah, one thing uh, in in a role as a, as an editor and Chris and as a co writer too, you're, you're you're wearing two different hats here. So I wonder if it's a little bit of of kind of both roles where you're you're giving feedback to Ray. Um, I always wonder, you know, as an editor, especially you know, I, I, and I don't know if how much artistic talent. I mean, you may be an artist yourself, but I always wonder. <laughs> I, I know there are a lot of artists who who aren't at all. So I always wonder about that that first initial kind of, uh, you know, developing the, what, what the characters look like, you know, those, those character designs um, and how, I mean, it must be a little tough to get comfortable, especially when you're first starting out critiquing the, the art saying, Oh, I think it, it would look better if it looks like this or, or looks like that. I mean, you, you need to trust your artist in a way, but there's also got to be, I mean, I, usually, and, and this goes to the collaborative um, kind of nature of comics, the more eyes you get on something, you can get it to its, you know, its peak form if, if everybody's given their opinion. So was there any, you know, back and forth with character design or, or any input that you had where you thought Ray was kind of not, you know, wasn't, was almost there, but it wasn't quite where uh, it should have been? You know, it's, it's interesting. You're right. There is a learning curve, especially, and, and I was miming while you were, you were talking, but I have, you know, zero artistic talent, I would say. Um, so it's, it's, there's a learning curve when you come to uh, the equation, you know, predominantly from the writing story side as to like, you know, what can you, what can you really offer, right? On, uh, to, to, you know, all the super talented folks I've worked with in the past, Ray, Ray especially, like what, what, do, what do I even bring to the table? And so there's a learning curve. And so I would say for like the first, I don't know, two years maybe that I, I, I was uh, editing at Marvel. Like I, I didn't really, you know, di didn't speak up on that type of stuff, but you know, the, that, that the two years was spent like looking and learning and trying to pick things up and talking to, you know, older editors like uh, Mark Benicia and, and, you know, picking up, um, you know, the, 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 um, the, the, the skills, you know, and, and, and sort of like finding, finding out what, um, everyone else is built on, right? Uh, and when I when it comes to working with Ray and and Cornerman specifically, uh, it's almost like it's almost like a cheerleading situation because you know we're 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 working on this in a very sort of um, uh, you know loose like we're 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 both being water here. We're both kind of sort of yeah. putting something in, put taking something out, sort of you know so. I think, you know, everything that Ray has done uh, is, is awesome, but it's going to be more awesome as we go. You know what I mean? So there's no sort of, there's no reason, there, you know, there's no, I, I would don't need to come in and be like, hey, the perspective here, a little off. You know what I mean? It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not really about right. that. It's more about, 
uh, being supportive and, you know, yes, anding and sort of um, help, you know, making sure that we're, we're getting the purest vision of uh, this project that we're, we're putting out there. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm the, I'm the, uh, um, you know, first reader, you know what I mean? That's, that's always what I would describe as uh, the editor's, you know, I don't know, primary goal or, or uh, base uh, experience as the, like the first reader. So if I don't understand something, you know, we talk about it and we, we go, we, we, we speak about it, but um, yeah, this is, this is much more uh, of a flowing give and take, um, you know, energy uh, interaction rather than, um, you know, me like policing. It's not, it's not that kind of thing. It's very, it's, it's very, it's, it's honestly probably one of the best uh, editorial experiences I've ever had. Um, because a lot of the, a lot of the job, especially when you work for Marvel, these IP places, like it's a lot of like, Hey, you can't do that, you know? Right. And we, and, and this being a creator owned project, this being a brand new, brand new world, brand new, brand new, everything that we're, we're, you know, we're, <laughs> we're creating as we go. It's like, <laughs> we get to have fun with it and, and, yeah. you know, and really, you know, just vibe and, and it's, and it's fantastic. It's uh, something that I'm like uh, super blown away with. And, and I appreciate uh, being on the journey with Ray, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm going to just throw this in there. What we do a lot, Jace, is we ask each other a lot of questions all the time. That's how, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, you know, that's the freedom we have. We just ask each other questions. And if, you know, somebody comes up with an idea, you know, we shoot the idea. And then it's almost like, um, I don't know, like Jenga, like, you know, okay, I'm going to yeah. put this here. And then, you, you know, and we're building on top of these other things uh, because, like, for the character of uh, uh, Agent Boson, I had a complete blank. Like, you know, I didn't know. So I was like, Chris, what did you see for this dude? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. And then he he comes in and uh, and says who who it is. Maybe Chris will tell you. And then um, I was like, oh my God, that's it. Like that's because what we, we had his personality and stuff like that kind of in there. And then it, when he told me who the inspiration beyond the look was, I just, I flew with it. It, it just worked. Yeah. So it's, it's like building one, you know, one idea on top, on top of the other. Yeah. yeah. And as a, from a, from a fan and a reader's perspective, when the creators are having fun, first, first of all, when they're, they're passionate about it, cause it's a product, a, 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 a project they own, you know, unlike Chris was saying, you know, and, and we all get it, right. We understand why Marvel and DC need to protect these, properties are worth billions of dollars or their business right but right. when it's when it's your own and you own it you're passionate about it you want to create it you're very passionate about sharing that story with the world uh and number two you're having fun that comes through uh in the in the pages in the art in in the story in in the whole book and as readers we can sense that that you guys are having fun and those make for the for the best books and you know you can talk about this right you've been around for a long time you've worked on tons of of projects um it goes back to that collaborative nature, uh, nature of comics, even on a, even on a book at one of the big two, where maybe you don't have you know that level of fun because you are being told no, you can't do this, can't do that, whatever. Um, but if you're with a good group of people, if the collaborative um, kind of nature of the project is is good, you know, it's a good vibe. That's a good situation to be in, as opposed to when it goes the other way. When I've heard, you know, nightmare, and that's why, you know, you, you see people jump on books and then jump off and fans are like, Oh, why, why did you quit already? You know, sometimes it's just not the right fit. 
there's I don't think there's any artistic medium that's as collaborative as comics and you you need to gel with your team right absolutely like my wife has a a, a family term uh that her, her family likes to use called wrong group yeah. <laughs> you know it's sometimes you just you have one idea one way of doing something they clearly do not jive with that idea and there's a problem and you can fight and, and it, it almost it kind of matters what's it worth to you Mm-hmm. Is it, are you willing to fight if you love this project so much? Sure. Okay. You can go back and forth with it. Or if it's kind of like, well, it's hurting the project right. for me to be on it. And you need someone who is the right group to be working on it. So I'll step back. I'll step aside. So yeah, and it, yeah it's, it's, it's nothing personal. It's not that you dislike the person. You just have a different idea of the way it, this should be done from an artistic perspective. Yeah, exactly. And I, and that's, for me, some of the best work I've ever done. Like with Chris, I mean, let me tell you, I've been plotting to work with Chris since <laughs> we were um, working together at Marvel. It's, it's been, so it's been a few years. And, um, you know, it's one of the best uh, experiences I had, like working with Chris and, and that crew and, and uh, uh, Brandon Montclair on, on um, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. Uh, um I would say, you know, Alyssa Wong, Mark Peduccia, you know, on uh, the Dr. Afro stuff. Some of my favorite experiences, you know, because it was always collaborative. Uh, you know, it's just fantastic. And, and when the creative team can all talk and we're vibing off of each other and we're throwing ideas and there's a, a level of there's no judgment. Everything's welcome, you know, so you're going to get the best stuff. And you, everybody's going to come at it with such a positive energy. That energy is going to fly off the page. Yeah, that's yeah. And again, as as readers, as fans, we can definitely tell when when that happens when you have a, a great team. Um, let me ask you, Chris. Uh, this is obviously the the first issue. Do you guys know how long uh, this this arc is planned out? And and would you come back for for more if uh, if the the support is there? What. Uh, the short answer is yes. Um, the the longer answer is this is I, I would call this not so much as a, a first issue as a pilot. This is going to give you everything. Um, this is going to introduce readers to this world, to the characters. Uh, you know, as Ray alluded to earlier, like this is a very unique world of superheroes, but also martial arts and mysticism underneath the surface. Um, that I think is, you know, we've ha- there, there have been similar things in the past, but I think this is a, um, a maybe like a more pure synthesis of the, of the, of the concept of, the, of that, um, you know, uh, uh, balance, right? Um, so, so we've been, so the, uh, so this issue is, it's definitely the number one, the, you know, it's the first, uh, first appearance of most of the characters or, you know, all the characters that are important in this world. Um, it's going to have like a lot of back, uh, back matter stuff that sort of ex- uh, explains and, and, you know, you're going to walk away with knowing and feeling like uh, hopefully or that you will, that, they, that there's so many more stories to tell because we have in, in the creation of this issue come up with so many other stories to tell. So um, yes, this, this is the, this is the ground floor to get on. Um, but there is, um, you know, we, we can see, you know, sequels on sequels on, on, on about after this issue. Absolutely. Fantastic. 
Uh, and as we're uh, recording this, everybody, there's 26 days left. But by the time you hear it, there'll be 23 days left. Uh, but as <laughs> as of this recording, they're about 25% of the way there. Uh, so there's plenty of time to join and there's plenty of great rewards. Obviously, you have uh, the issues themselves, but you can get uh, uh, commissions from, from Ray, whether a bust or a full body, full color. Uh, Ray's got some original art pages up there. Um, you can get a, a full body, full color sketch on a, on a cover. There's a retail bundle. So there's a lot of great um, rewards, but the, the one that I, uh, a couple on here, one, there's one for uh, one tier for each of you that I want you to kind of talk about and let listeners know uh, what they can get. Uh, they're at 100, the $150 tier. You can get a one-on-one -on -one with Ray, or you can get a portfolio review with uh, Chris. So uh, let's start with you, uh, Ray Anthony. What is entailed in that that one-on-one -on -one with you? Who who is it kind of tailored for? Who would get the most out of it? You think? This is an awesome question, James. Glad you asked. So uh, basically, for me, um, you would send me some pages uh, that you want me to take a look at from an artist's point of view, and to kind of see uh, where you're at. And um, I, I'm one of those people who I want you to know what you're, you're doing very well uh, and, and how to improve the things that you're weak at. Uh, also, uh, we'll talk about your career plan. What do you want to do? I mean, are you going to uh, eventually do something independently? Like, do you want to be a writer artist or do you just want to do work for higher stuff? Or uh, maybe your interest is in gaming or covers or whatever. You know, I'll help you figure out whatever that path is. Um, and uh, if we have time, because I think it's like 30, you know, I think it's for 30 minutes, but I, I'll probably stretch it out to like 45 minutes because it usually goes long anyway. And if there's pointers like on perspective or anatomy or whatever that kind of stuff is that, that uh, you want tips on, I'm all for, for giving that advice. As, as a matter of fact, anybody who's ever sat with me at uh, a convention, people ask me advice all the time. And I sit there and I give to them and I take out my sketchbook and we go over different things. And, you know, I give little lessons and, and a few of my friends, uh, Nate Lovett being one of them is always like, you know, Hey, you're, you're giving classes here. Either you charge for it or you, you know, yeah. you know, whatever. So, um, cause I, you know, I usually have commissions to do, but when I'm giving class, when I'm giving my, my speech. Yeah, I've, I've seen the crowd around your table at many a Long Beach Comic Con. <laughs> oh, you, yes. Uh, <laughs> you go, well, this is it. Yeah. So I, so I think that's fantastic. And I got to think that's a great value for 150 bucks. I'm sure when you were starting out, Ray, you would have been happy to pay 150 bucks to have a veteran oh, yeah. comic artist give you this knowledge that probably, you know, you, you had to make the mistakes to learn, you know, now you're going to help them kind of avoid some mistakes or, or just more efficiently use their time to, to help them with their career. I mean, 100, 150 bucks to, you know, maybe kickstart your career. Oh yeah. That's, that's very cheap. Uh, what about for you, Chris? What does your uh, your consultation entail? Yeah, I mean, be before I talk about mine, I'll just going off your point. It can it can help you make the first steps to your career because the first the I would say probably one of the earliest connections I ever made was with uh, Brandon Montclair, who is the writer for Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur, mm -hmm. uh, and I worked I worked with him many years. Uh, was through a similar situation. He was kickstarting something, and uh, I I paid for a consultation period, so he got his book done, and then I I uh, got a whole bunch of advice as to how to make it as a uh, you know editor, and then you know writing on the side that type of thing. Um, so uh, uh, 
it, it works is what I'm getting at. And so that's basically what we would uh, talk about. So anybody listening to this, like if you have, if you're an artist and you, if you, you know, would prefer if you, if you're looking for art critiques, um, you know, feel free, you like Ray, Ray is your guy, 100%. I can critique, I can give you uh, what I think, but I think you'd be better better served with with Ray. If you are a someone who is trying to get into editing, and that's that's very difficult um, in terms of there's aren't there aren't really resources for people who want to get into editing. It's um, even even to this day, it's it's like a strange like no one even knows what what the editors uh, are are doing or how, how you how you fall into that. Um, uh, so that, and then if you're a writer and you have a pitch that you're trying to get um, people to look at, I can help uh, uh, spend some time uh, telling you how to improve it. Um, you know what what you can do uh, to make sure your um, pitch pages look look the best that they possibly can. That type of thing. Um, and and I'll, I'll I'll not put a a timetable on it. We'll we'll sit we'll we'll talk as long as uh, as necessary to make uh, to make sure that you feel like. Uh, it's 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 giving you're getting what you what you're looking for you know that's fantastic exactly, yeah yeah, yeah. I, again <laughs> I think that that's a, a tremendous value and I know there's tons of aspiring comic creators that listen to, to the show so hopefully you guys take advantage of that uh, so go to zoop.gg it's right there on the the, the front page uh, be sure you check out Corner Man and I, I remind everybody I'm sure everybody that listens to the creator on spotlights get tired of hearing me say this but listen guys even if you think this project's not for you or you wish you could fund it, you wish you could join the campaign to be part of the community that's being built here around Corner Man, but you just don't have the means right now, best way you can help out Ray and Chris is to share it on social media, right? Let's get as many eyes on this thing as possible so that all the people that do want to join get the chance to to, to become part of it because uh, zoop.gg, uh, they really are building a, a community. Uh, this is a great resource and a great way to... Um, get these crowdfunded and creator owned books into people's hands uh, because Zoop does something really unique in, in handling most of the heavy lifting. So the creators can work on just creating. So um, cause otherwise a Kickstarter crowdfunding takes, takes up so, so much time. Um, so that must've played into your choice to bring this to Zoop, right? Ray? Absolutely. I, I was, you know, uh, trying to figure out some things with the Midnight Tiger thing and, you know, I recently posted an update, basically like, you know, that that stalled, let's say that's one idea out of the arsenal of ideas I have just sitting in, in my brain, you know, um, and I've been kind of beating that same idea for what, since 2014. I did a couple of other things, but that's the one that's taken up a lot of time in the middle of doing my work for higher stuff and work for Marvel and Star Wars stuff and all that. So, but at, at this point as a creator, um, you know, I want to create, <laughs> you know, right. I, and, and not just uh, work in the playground of Marvel and DC and, and whoever, which I love, you know, I love those characters. It's one of the reasons I love comics in, in the first place, but uh, there's also other characters to create. There's represent, representation to be had. Um, and, uh, you know, let's do both. So if, we reach out to 10,000 people, 100,000 people. If we get 10% of those numbers, it's, we're going we're gonna to not only fund, but, you know, hey, Cornerman uh, could be the next thing Chris and I work on for the next couple of years, depending on how it goes. If, you know, or, or somebody of, of note picks it up worthy, you know, who knows? But we just need to get it out there. So 
I thank you, Jace, for what you said earlier. Yeah, it, it's definitely true. And it's, it's one of the things I always look at. And I love when you come up with new creator and stuff, you know, Midnight Tiger, I, I love. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to Corner Man because you're right. That representation is uh, important. And I'm glad we've, we've, we're further along than we were. But oh, we yeah. still have a long way to go. You know, I'm sure when you, you know, when you were a kid, Ray, first start get, getting in, you had like Black Panther and like the Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess at DC. Luke had, Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage. And then at DC had like Black Lightning. I can't even think. Yes. Of else. But, it, it, but it wasn't a lot, right? It wasn't a we lot. Cl- we, we also claim Martian Manhunter. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've come further. But, you know, like I said, we, we, we got a long way to go. And when I feel like we get there is when we have to stop talking about it because it's, it's no longer a thing, right? It's, yes. It's, the, the comics really do look like the world outside our window with, you know, all kinds of diverse characters um, rather than just, you know, defaulting to, well, I'm going to create a superhero. He's going to be the straight white guy. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to create a superhero. Is, is it going to be a man? Is it going to be a woman? You know, what's his race? What's his ethnicity? What's the sexual orientation? You know, all, all those are open instead of saying, oh, I'm going to create a superhero. It's going to be straight white guy and then build on from there. Like, And instead of trying to convince, uh, you know, the dominating forces to do it, you have the power if you can create to do it yourself. Yeah. You know, that's that's the other part, too, where, you know, so many people are, are talking about, well, I need to see this. And why don't we see that? And, you know, instead of, hey, let's uh, uh, change the race of this you know, person or whatever, you know, cause we did have um, uh, John Stewart as a green lantern, but mm-hmm. John Stewart was clearly his own man, Hell yeah. you know, and the way the green lantern Corps was set up, anybody could be a green lantern basically. Uh, so that run, you know, Denny O'Neill and, uh, and uh, uh, Neil Adams, that was uh, huge for me, um, which was really great. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm looking at independent books. I'm looking at stuff that wasn't there that's tied to a larger entity that's controlling everything or trying to complain. People want something new, you know, oh, create a new character. Are you saying create a new character? Are you saying create a new character at Marvel and DC? You know, like really think about what you're saying. So. Yeah. And there's so many, that that's the thing. We're in a golden age of story. Now it's never been easier um, to really self-publish, you know, with things like crowdfunding or even go, go into a platform like Webtoon you know, and, and creating it digitally. You can do that for free. Um, so yeah, there's no, there's no excuse. Uh, I say that all the time. If you want to be a comic creator, it's certainly easier. Like you want to be a comic creator, just create comics. You can go online right now and create comics, you know, as opposed to the nebulous way it was when Ray was breaking in and like, wait, what, what does that mean? Like, yeah, there's, I hear Charles Soule say it all the time. I hear Mark Sylvester say it all the time. If you want to be a comic creator, there's no excuses. Like you can go out there and do it. You can start today. Jace, I did it at 19, and that was back a million years ago, right? Yeah. So I, I was making ash cans and, and printing my own comics because even back then, I was like, I could do this myself. You know, I, I don't want to wait to yeah. try to, hey, you know, when you're a kid, you're thinking, hey, I have this new character. I'm going to go to Marvel and DC and see if they want my character. Everybody, said, everybody yeah. says that. <laughs> I, I learned pretty quickly. I mean, especially in 1992. That's the reason why image was created. That's the reason why turtles are created. That's the reason why, you know, uh, elementals and all those other great uh, indie comics during that time came out. Some people didn't even want to deal with that. Not that they didn't love those things, but they had their own ideas and they made it happen. And I was like, I'm going to do that. 
Yeah. And I'm also going to work for them too. Cause I, I like this character. You know what I mean? I love, I love Spider-Man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Get the best of both worlds. But see, Ray's one of those guys that he has so many great ideas and he's so, so talented with art. What you need to do, Ray, you need to find a way to draw while you sleep. So you sleep at night, your body's like automatically <laughs> drawing your pages for your work for higher stuff. And then during the day, when you're awake, you work on the creator and stuff, you know, 24 yeah. hour, 24 hour work day is what you need. I need a clone, only, right? <laughs> I need, I need like one or two good clones. There you go. You need that. Then there's, that's a problem. Yeah. The multiple man power where you, you know, hit your fist against a desk and okay. You're, you're working on Darth Vader pages today and you're working on midnight tiger today. <laughs> and I'm going to work on corner man today, man. Yeah. If, if only, right rise that's the dream <laughs> that's the dream uh but but there can only be one chris robinson so we we got to make sure that that, 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 <laughs> yeah. that doesn't happen for chris but but as we're winding up here chris uh i do want to ask you uh if somebody's on the fence about corner man and, and they're not sure um what do you think is is kind of the one thing you would tell them that that they really need to be a, a part of uh, a part of the community that's being built and and jump on board this campaign hmm on the fence huh um I would say that, uh, you know, this is the, the, the issue that you'll be able to get through Zoop is exclusive. It's, you're not going to get it in this form. This is going to be a one-time only thing. Um, not, that, that's not a corner man is one-time only. This, this edition is, the, is a one-time only thing. So in terms of like collectability, like having something, uh, you know, special, like in the moment, uh, you know, everyone's always looking for, um, you know, sort of like uh, experiences, right? That's, that's like very big now. Like this is uh, a, an experience that you can have with uh, myself, Ray, uh, and, you know, 300 other people. But we, we you know, we are the only folks uh, who have uh, copies of uh, the Quarterman exhibition match, uh, you know, release. Uh, and I think that's pretty special. I think that's very cool. Um, and then on top of that, it's just, you know, it is a story that is that's going to resonate with uh, tons of folks. You know, it's a you know story of family, a story of um, um, you know giving back and, and putting 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 more into the world than what you got. Um, that's very that's very deeply ingrained into this. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, if you like if you you know if you like any of the stuff that we mentioned, you know Cobra Kai, like you know there's there's a uh, big trouble in little China. Like these are things that are sort of like the DNA of corner man, uh, you know, with our, with our own spin and our own uh, 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 flexing on it. So um, uh, yeah, come, come be a part. I think, I think, uh, <laughs> I think we're, we're going to have a good time. So yeah, we are. Yeah. I, I think that's, yeah, that's a great point. You know, the fact that this is going to be a shared experience with a very, you know, select group of people that, that, uh, that joined now, now Ray, I want to ask you without, without spoiling, uh, is there something in this first, uh, this first issue, uh, this, this edition, this exhibition match edition, is there, you know, one specific page or, or a moment? Is there something that you just are so excited that you can't wait to see what the fan reaction will be? And you can kind of mention vaguely what it, what it might be. There is. Um, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it openly, but I won't get specific. It is a lot of over the top kick ass, uh, martial arts in here. Mm. <laughs> it's like you know some of the the, the best uh martial arts manga shonen stuff you know if if you like stuff like hunter hunter you know or, or um you know i know we keep saying dragon ball it's less dragon ball there's there's an, uh, a manga that's called uh kenichi world's greatest disciple 
Um, check that out. It's it's fans who love that you'll love you'll love this. Uh, and uh, for, for the Dragon Ball fans, it's kind of a you know what if is big right now. So it's kind of like uh, let's look at <laughs> uh, what if Dragon Ball was about Master Roshi. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, yeah. I'm in. I'm definitely in. I'm gonna be. Yeah, I need to put my pledge in as soon as we're done talking. <laughs> otherwise, I'll forget. So so busy all the time. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, thanks so much. Best of luck with the rest of the campaign. Really appreciate you jumping on here and, and talking to us about it. Uh, as we finish up here, why don't we start with you, Ray? Where's the best place if people want to uh, follow online or ask questions about the campaign or or just you kind of follow your work? Uh, uh, which social media is is the best for you? Twitter and Instagram. Uh, at Instagram, it's art of R.A. Height. And Twitter, is just R.A. Height. Okay. And how about for you, Chris? Uh, Twitter is, is good. I, I check infrequently, but I'm checking uh, at Chris Robinson, uh, just, just my name. And then uh, if you wanted to, like, get in touch with me, um, crob.info is, like, my, is my website. Uh, that's another place you can, you can find more about me and, and uh, contact me if you wanted to do that. Great. And uh, as always, everybody, I'll put uh, a link to the campaign in the show notes, along with links to the social media for the guys here. So if you're having trouble finding them, you can just go to the show notes and click there. So uh, again, pleasure, gentlemen. It's uh, It's been too long since I've seen you at a show, Ray. So hopefully the world calms down and, you know, we'll get I'll that. be at, I'll uh, be at uh, CCR, okay. Ontario in December. Uh, I, if you're... Yeah. Don't, don't know if I'm making that one yet. It's not too far from where I am. And I they do put on a good show. We'll see if I can make that happen. It'd be great to see you in person. Like I said, it's been uh, been far too long. Oh, so, wow. uh, anyways, uh, like I said, everybody, campaign's about twenty five percent funded as we are uh, talking today. Probably be thirty or more, hopefully, by the time uh, this drops on Monday. Uh, but don't hesitate. Go over there, check it out right away. Especially if you want to see some of these original art pages that Ray has up there because they're they're already going. They're, one of the Doctor Afro pages already got sold. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, if you if you're going to get one of those commissions, you want to, you know, be up there at the top of the list you get yours that much quicker. So uh, really appreciate the time, gentlemen, and we appreciate all you listeners uh, joining us. As always, we couldn't do it without you. So we really appreciate you taking the time to join us and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.